Welcome back to the East West Grind, folks. Episode 10. It's a milestone. 10. T-E-N. Thanks for coming back and spending some time with us here at the East West Grind. Thanks for listening and sharing the show with your people and your social media connections and platforms. We're catching these motherfuckers. The analytics are showing some serious jumps. And the emails? He's got, this is proof that we're piercing the conservative right-wing bubble. And at the very least, his base is listening and asking us questions here at The Grind. And that's all we want to do. We want to get in people's ear and ask questions that promote individuals to think. It's critical thinking to a base of working stiffs that conservative right-wing talk radio has been bamboozling for 30 years. But we've, uh, we've got some great emails from the Limbaugh base asking us the who, what, where, when, why, and how of politics. And guess what? We provide it. Gladly, my new friends, welcome. And if you're listening to this guy and guys like this, and you're driving a bucket, these guys ain't your guy. They're the guys who want to know, hey, What's that piece of shit doing in my driveway? You delivering something? What the fuck? Get off my property. That's who these guys are. Two wolves. All of them, actually. But we're breaking through the bubble, guys, and we're trying to answer as many emails as we can get to during the day. So bear with us, and thank you so very much for your patience and your interest in what we have to say here at the East-West Grind. Reclaiming my time, motherfucker. But we're going to spend a large part of today's show answering some of those emails because we get a lot of the same questions. So we're going to take that two birds, one stone approach. Get some headway, make some headway with those responses. So let's jump into this, friends, family, listeners, and and haters. Let's go. Okay, politics, of course. President Trump called the officials in Georgia uh, last week like a crazy ex-boyfriend would call his ex for one more shot. Like that guy, uh, Omar Navarro, the Republican congressional candidate here in California that spent time in county jail for stalking his ex. And she is former Republican congressional candidate Deanna Lorraine. She now works for Alex Jones out there in Florida. 
because Nancy Pelosi beat the brakes off her ass here in California. But Omar Navarro got out of jail and quickly registered to run for office. I think I've talked about this, but uh, you can check that in the San Francisco Chronicle. But these two just not well individuals and people and people say liberalism is a mental illness. That's what they say. But these two bozos took on, uh, you know, Maxine Waters and, and Nancy Pelosi and, of course, lost. Republicans, I'd like to ask you, what's wrong with you guys? Is this all you guys can muster up in the hopper of Team GOP? Hashtag, where's Paul Ryan? I ain't even Republican. But if you guys are going to try and get your shit together, you better go dust that fool off and put him in the front line to get some sort of credibility and respect back to a party that is running literally on fumes. Ten bucks, he's been sitting at the head of some, you know, cannabis corporation since he broke up with Trump a few years ago. He wasn't getting on that fucking train. But at least Paul Ryan is fucking respectable. He's been Speaker of the House. He presents himself as presidential, as, you know, someone deserving of the role. I don't know about his policies. I'm not with, you know, the Republican Party, but... God damn, at least the motherfucker was up there and he was doing his shit. He looked right. He played the part. He was it. Go get him. And side note, today with the freshman class in Congress, crazy Q lady Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia got her ass kicked out of the building for not wearing a mask on the floor. Who the fuck do these uh, Trump publicans think they are? You think you can just walk into Congress of the United States of America And make whatever fucking rules you want, you're going to be fun to watch on C-SPAN. You think these guys are going to take your shit? Reality of what you signed up for is going to bitch slap you very soon. Your ignorance in policy and politics is going to be on display for the entire world to see live. I love C-SPAN. And Dems, you guys would be dumb not to capitalize on this to send a message To those sitcom stars and other reality political actors, none of these motherfuckers get a pass. Call them out. You guys want OJT on the job training? Cool. No problem. Let's go. And, uh, you know, all you guys think this is some big party with karaoke and partying with your staffers. Matt Gates, I saw you dancing and singing at a Christmas party last week. Your staffer was all over you. 300,000 Americans dead from one thing, and you're trying to get laid? I can just smell the scandals seeping from all you rookies and frat boys. You know, back to Trump's call to Georgia officials. Trump finally got these guys on on the phone after like 16 calls. Someone recorded that shit and released it to the Washington Post. My money is on White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows as the leaker. Trump made him cry his first week on the job. April 16th, Business Insider. Pussy. But during that conversation between Georgia and Trump, Brian Kemp and them that were, you know, in Georgia, just let Trump talk and walk himself into a political kerfucking-fuffle. We just need to find 11,000 votes, Trump told the Georgia leadership. And if I'm Brian Kemp or Roger Germany, who was on the call, I'm like, so uh, where do you want uh, me to find these 11,000 votes, Mr. President? How many fucking times do you want us to count this shit? Then see what he's said, you know? 
See how weird this is? Trump thinks he can strong-arm governors and secretaries of state. This ain't your shitty reality show, sir. These governors and secretaries of state ain't afraid of you. I don't really think anyone is afraid of you except for maybe, you know, Mark Meadows, including our adversaries. Nobody's afraid of you, man. You own the spread of this virus. You own the ravaging of the seniors that this virus wreaked havoc on in the beginning. You can't change history or facts as they unfolded, no matter how many times you repeat otherwise. That's why people voted down ticket red and up ticket blue. People see you for who you really are now. But Trump got up at his rally in Georgia and he said, uh, Oh my God, if you don't vote for Kelly Loeffler or David Perdue, he said that's the first step towards communism. And with Joe, we're going to be like Venezuela and socialism too. How can it be both? Follow me on this mind map real quick. Trump's got Steve Bannon, one of the number one podcasters in the country, and this carbuncle, Bannon, as I've said in the past, is responsible for democracies all over the world being taken over or disrupted, disrupted by authoritarian leaders since Trump got elected. He's just making his way around. But Bannon brings out the voters who have never voted, which is great. Everyone should be a part of the processes, the process of the systems to which they live in. But he doesn't bring his listeners to the table or to the polls with honesty. He's got his listeners in that vortex of nothingness that never comes to light because it never hold, it doesn't hold water. It never does. The shit that they say never holds water. Then when it does get exposed as nothing, boom, right turn into the next hole. And sidebar, Bannon is the grand poobah of lies and conspiracies. Hello, Breitbart. He's a drunk ass con man. He's the guy that'll be, he'll be in that border wall GoFundMe trial soon for stealing over a million dollars. Allegedly, that's who these motherfuckers are. They're thieves. And after Bannon helped Trump with the fake news here in America, we're back into that vein, he went over to Italy and helped that authoritarian leader get elected. Their mentality, that generation or that specific group of that generation, is white is right, drugs, alcohol, 10 baby mama, it doesn't matter, white is right. Nothing good comes from that thinking process, and it never wins. They've got people on a hamster wheel. And historically, as I've said many a times, progression always wins, especially in this country. It's a fight, though, but this country is the standard for democracies, for freedom. Two steps forward, one step back at times, but we are the standard. And we're young for a country, you know, in terms of countries, we're young. Let's see if Bannon does any time for the fraud charges against him, if he's found guilty. Is he going to get a pardon, too? I wouldn't be surprised. And like I said, last week, I don't give a fuck who he pardons. Just go away and stop fucking with the minds of American people and people all over the world with your fucking hamster wheel. 
Okay, let's stay in the Steve Bannon uh, vein, and we'll talk about The War Room with Stephen K. Bannon. He's on his show. They're talking about the, uh, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. And side note, back uh, when Bannon was arrested for the border wall scam by the FBI, August 20th, 2020, NBC News, don't send it, friends. I don't believe, don't send that email. I don't believe for one second NBC's reporting is fake. They report what's happening. And nor does anyone else with brain cells in their head, respectfully, believe that NBC is fake. Come on, man. You guys want us to turn on our local and national channels because a bunch of drug addicts and drunks and liars say so? I don't even believe a word that comes out of my own mouth when I've had a couple of shots of bookers. Be reasonable. So, okay, August 20th, 2020. NBC. Who is, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, but who is Goy Wingi, the Chinese billionaire who owns the boat Steve Bannon was arrested on? That's the heading. That happened. I thought you had a beef with the CCP, Mr. Bannon. Why are you partying on their multi-million dollar yachts, yet asking the American patriots to go to Washington and wreak havoc on the streets of our country because you have a beef with them. You're so fucking full of shit. And this is a side note. If you do listen to Steve Bannon, and if you guys think the Chinese people are in bunkers listening to Steve Bannon like, oh my God, he's coming to save us. You are out of your fucking face. China is in fact a communist country. Xi Jinping, their leader, doesn't allow free speech or social media that he does not approve of. They have no idea what's going on in America or other countries. Their government doesn't let shit in. They have their own version of Facebook and Twitter and Google. Nothing gets to their people that the Chinese government doesn't allow. You think Trump gets censored on social media platforms here in America? You think that when he tweets... And they slap a label at the bottom of his tweet that says, basically, this shit is a lie. You think that's censoring? That is fact-checking. Truth versus fiction. The people of China, I guarantee, do not know who Steve Bannon is. He's riling up the Americans. But let me ask this question to Steve Bannon again. You were arrested on the yacht of a Chinese billionaire for stealing money from the American people and billionaires like you and the guy run in circles, you know, circle of people, circle of billionaires. They don't hang out in the garage on Christmas and play dice. They have servants and maids. But if you, Mr. Bannon, have such a beef with the Chinese government and you're trying to take them down, why are you partying with one of the Chinese government's homeboys. You are fake, sir. All right, let's circle back to listen to some clips from the war room with Stephen K. Bannon. Check out this intro. Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. 
France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens... War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Sounds scary, right? Like you need an umbrella because, you know, the sky is falling. Okay, now listen to a music clip as he transitions segments. So in the beginning, it sounds like a war room, right? It's, it's called the war room. And the outro, the outro music is like, we're taking down the CCP, we're whatever, whatever. And this is important, so I'm going to like scream, side note, because I'm trying to draw a connection. Let's see if you can catch it. But Steve Bannon's listeners are super pro-Trump. Bannon and them are proud patriots, and they're doing everything in their power from their mansions to fight for the president in this stolen election, even if it means you go to the streets of Washington angry, but on the front lines for a lie that the American legal system and court system has shot down and out over 50 plus times now. Boom. Let's pause Steve Bannon for a minute and let's flip over to Rush Limbaugh. Follow me now on this. Rush is old school. He doesn't have intro music. His transition music is like this. Uh, let's see, do I have time to get this next bite in? No, let me take a brief break. We'll do that. We'll come back. I've got Rachel Maddow here trying to explain the magic of Rush Limbaugh, but I'm not quite sure I understand it even reading the transcript. See, he ain't all there. Listen to this segment of his show real quick. I'll see you on the other side. Not too long, just a, you know, a minute and some, I don't know, whatever it is. I'll see you on the other side. But that is a moot point because in this circumstance, they're already making it bigger than it should have ever been. And it's chock full of misrepresentations and lies. And so rather than sit here and ignore this and allow people to draw whatever conclusion they do, I'm going to I'm going to deal with this head on. And what this is, is this supposed allegation that I am somehow in favor of secession, that I am in favor of a civil war, that I have predicted a civil war, that I have suggested that maybe it would just be better if we divided the country. I have not said this. I have acknowledged that I have seen other people say it. I have not mentioned their names since they obviously do not want to step forward and own it, but they know who they are. They are bloggers. They are prominent bloggers. There are two or three of them who have numerous times suggested that secession may be in our future because we don't have anything in common anymore. 
The things that divide us have no overlap. All I've done is simply repeat what I have read. Rush says absolutely nothing in that clip but this. I didn't say secession. I said someone else says secession. I'm just not naming names because I don't want to gossip. But they're really prominent bloggers who said secession, not me. What the fuck is a prominent blogger, Mr. Limbaugh? So your news sources are bloggers. You repeat bloggers. This is what you just said. No wonder your listeners are so ill-informed, sir. Shame on you. But now here's the connection. Here is the connection, guys. Rush cries about the Democrats and Joe Biden moving the country into a socialist country like Venezuela. That's all you hear from Fox and Rush. And just like Steve Bannon, here's a connection. Rush's listeners are super pro-Trump. But Rush and them are proud patriots. And they're doing everything in their power from their mansions to fight for the president in this stolen election. Even if it means you go to the streets of Washington, angry and on the front lines for a lie that the American legal system and court system has shot down 50 plus times now. Do you guys see what I saw? Did you hear it, Rachel? Don, my man crush Jake, Morning Joe, any of you guys? No? Okay, let's go a step further. So of the 74 million Trump supporters that voted for Trump in 2020, let's split them up between Steve Bannon and Rush Limbaugh. Fox viewers, you know, they go both ways. No pun intended. What I mean by that is Rush and Bannon... Their listeners usually get their cable news from Fox. But if we broke up the vote numbers of 74 million, split them into Rush Radio and Bannon Radio, and radio, air quotes, represents all the little up-and-comers under them. You know, because they got people ready to take their seat that are saying the same bullshit. But we'll get into that in a little bit. But that's like, the 74 million is like 36 million voters on that some listen, you know, listen to Rush and, and Steve Bannon. Bannon and team are warning their 36 million that the Dems want to become like the Chinese Communist Party. And good old Rush and team are telling their 36 million that the Dems want socialism. Socialism. This is the mindfuck. And this is how you change a culture. Everyone on the right is confused. They don't know if the Dems are socialists or communists. They're just saying the words without the definitions. But the common denominator between the two radio hosts is what? Trump. If you're on the same Trump train that these guys are on, you can scream the Dems are socialists and they're communists and still scream Trump, 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 because that's the main attraction, even if you don't know the difference. Okay, let's open up the Webster Dictionary for a second and look under the definition of socialism. One, any of various economic and political theories advocating collective or governmental ownership and administration of the means of production in 
distribution of goods. When did Biden say he wants the government to own everything and and people rent shit instead of owning and he wants to give the same amount to everybody? When did he say that? Two, under socialism, a system of society or group living in which there is no private property. When did Biden say that he wants no private property and he wants all to live on a commune like Jim Jones and David Koresh did. Our government stopped that shit in its tracks. Remember Waco? And you want to talk about Kool-Aid drinkers? Jim Jones was an evangelical cult leader who poisoned his flock using Kool-Aid. Those were cults, and Biden has never advocated for that, ever. Okay, let's track down the the definition of communism. One, a system in which goods are owned in common and are available to all as needed. That's like the bread lines you see that are miles and hours deep in America because jobs are scarce. That's what's going on right now under Trump. Two, or B, a theory advocating the elimination of private property. Again, when did Biden say he wants to take your homes? In fact, he's implementing programs that would help Americans buy their own homes. People are tired of giving their rent money to landlords and slumlords like Trump. Okay, two, under communism, capitalized. That means a lot of things like get over on, take advantage of, take over. 2A, a doctrine based on revolutionary Marxism, socialism, and Marxism-Leninism. That was the official ideology of the USSR. That's old Russia. When did Joe say that? Never. B, under communism. To be a totalitarian system of government in which a single authoritarian party controls state-owned means of production. What do you think Trump's been uh, trying to do with this country? What do you call that call to the Georgia leadership? That's one man trying to say, hey, do this. That's not how our government works. Communism, C. A final stage of society in Marxist theory in which the state has withered away and economic goods are dispersed equally. Texas and a lot of states in America, again, waiting in lines for hours for help and for food and support as a result of decisions Trump has made. Finally, under communism, communist system is collectively. No Democrat wants this. We want to make our way in this world and in this country. Sometimes folks need a help up or a hand out or a hand up out. And democracies and democratic policies seek to provide that opportunity and that hand up for everyone, no matter what you look like or your sex, your sexual preferences, religion, whatever 
you know, whatever God you're with, whatever, that's cool. Be you, do you. But not everyone was born into millions, Mr. President, with your gold-plated toilets. He don't get the grind. He don't even know what the fucking grind looks like. So show me, send me where Biden or Harris or any of the Democrats ever displayed language or behavior that align with these types of countries I've just defined for you. I'll wait. And please don't send me COVID restrictions as an example. This is a global public health issue. Most large and developed countries are shut down in some capacity. So stop fucking, you know, to stop the fucking spread. Prime Minister Boris Johnson in England today just announced he's shutting down again because his people are sick and dying again too. He has to protect his people like the rest of the world leaders dealing with this shit. And what's our guy doing? Talking shit, playing games, because that's all he knows. To the MAGA crowd and my new listeners, they're intentionally confusing you. So all you believe is Trump. That is the con. Tucker, the other night, had UFO bullshit on his show. See what I mean? The grocery store rag mags are the content. Food, uh, Fox, and Bannon and Rush tell their followers. That's not news or journalism. That's crazy town. Like putting Christmas tree lights up at 3 a.m. Crazy town, like that kind of crazy town. These guys know what they're doing. They know their target audience, not because they live within their listeners or their target audience's means. These guys are wealthy. They don't live like that. They got money, your money. But they get the target audience and they go after them because they themselves put up Christmas lights at three in the morning too. See, even rich people, it ain't right. But do you though? I'm no one to judge. But you and people like you have no business running the United States government. This is a job that requires knowledge of policy and laws and treaties and dealing with other world leaders. And it requires one to be honest and coherent. And it ain't you, motherfuckers. Nothing these guys say or do ever comes true. It's just one crazy story after another. Here's a, here's a three-minute clip as I take a break, of the late, great Maya Angelou. Three minutes and some change before we jump into emails. Enjoy this, my friend. I know I do every time uh, it resurfaces in my feed. Maybe the hardest part is you, if, if you teach, you have to live your teaching. Mm. You can't uh, say you do not as I do, but do as I say. No, no. You have to say, I'm doing my best to live what I teach. I have a painting by Phoebe of a group that she calls Sister Suki's Funeral. And they all the women, there are about nine women, and they, they all look like women in my grandmother's uh, prayer meeting group. So... Whenever I'm obliged to do something, I take that painting and I look at that painting. There's an empty chair. And I think, now, what would Grandma do? What would she say? I can almost hear her voice say, now, sister, you know what's right. Just do right. 
You don't really have to ask anybody. The truth is, right may not be expedient. It may not be profitable. But it will satisfy your soul. It brings you the kind of protection that bodyguards can't give you. Try to be all you can be, to be the best human being you can be. Try to be that in your church, in your temple. Try to be that in your classroom. Do it because it is right to do. You see, people will know you. And they will add their prayers to your life. They'll wish you well. I think if your name is mentioned and people say, oh, hell, oh, damn. (laughs) I think you're doing something wrong. But if your name is mentioned and people say, oh, she's so sweet. He's so nice. Oh, I love, oh, God bless her. There you are. So try to live your life in a way that you will not regret years of useless virtue and inertia and timidity. Take up the, uh, the battle. Take it up. It's yours. This is your life. This is your world. I'll be leaving it long before you under the ordinary set of circumstances. You make your own choices. You can decide life isn't worth living. And that would be the worst thing you can do. How do you know? So far. Try it. See. So pick it up. Pick up the battle and and make it a better world. Just where you are. Yes. And it can be better, and it must be better, but it is up to us. All right, guys, welcome back. I love that uh, clip. I'm doing my best to live by my teachings. That's all I or or any of us can do. Just try and live our best selves, our best lives. Who's teaching you? And what do you want to learn? We all have choices, my friends. All right, let's get some emails. Sarah in Duluth. Hmm. Duluth. What's up, Duluth? But Sarah asks or says, you should try and get Kara Swisher on your show. She's super informative, and I think you two share a lot of the same views. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for listening to the show. I do love Kara Swisher. I like her a lot. I listen to her sometimes and I read her articles. Kara Swisher's, you know, she's a real live journalist, a real one. Unlike, uh, you know, the two gentlemen we just uh, spoke about. But Kara Swisher, she's too cerebral for my listeners. A lot like Rachel Maddow. Book smarts and big words or language. But Kara reminds me of some of the Berkeley lesbians I dated prior to meeting my missus. No offense to those Berkeley lesbians, because like I said, I've dated several of you Bay Area sugar mamas prior to meeting my missus. But they're super smart. They're up at like the butt crack of dawn, reading and working, in bed by like 7.30, 8 o'clock. They're clubbing hours. And by there, T-H-E-I-R, I mean me too. Shit, most of us now since COVID. But their clubbing hours are like 3.30 in the afternoon to like 
eight out there in San Francisco on Mina Street. And it and it's on like the third Sunday of the month. So lines for those, you know, once a month events were like for days to get in at 3.30 p.m. So much fun, too. So don't send those angry emails, girls. You know I love you. All of you. Anyways, this is, of course, prior to COVID. But uh, my listeners, Miss Sarah, they get bored with Kara Swisher. My listeners are in the hustle and the grind of life. They need a little bit of bing, bang, pow. <laughs> pow, bing, pow. <laughs> fuck is... Hey, I wish I was big just once. What do you mean I'm funny? You mean the way I talk? Bing, pow, pow. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? Bing. What? Just... I'm funny bing. how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you? Bing, bing, How do bing. I know? You said I'm funny. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Bing, pow, boom. Get the fuck out of here. I almost had him. I almost had him. Yeah, stuttering prick yet. And side note, somebody else we all know is a huge fan of Joe Pesci's. And I'd like to say he's done a terrible job over the past four years of imitating a legend like Joe Pesci. Bing, bing. I love it. I love it. I'm sitting there tweeting. Bing, bing, bing. You press a button. Bing, bing. They all hand you checks. Bing, 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 bing. We had our beautiful Marine standing there. Bing, 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 bing. You know, in the old days, bing, bong. You know, with the map, bing, bing, bing. Little mouth on him. Bing, bing, bing. Bing, 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 bing. Bing, bing, bing. They're cleaning up. Fix it up. Bing, bing, bing. A 14-point plan. Bing, bing, bing. Anthony Weiner. You know, the little... Bing, bing, bing. Everyone's attacked me has gone bing. Everyone else, bing. Where have they gone? Bing. Wow, what a tackle. Bing. Playing cards. Bing, bing, bing. Those tunnels. Bing, boom. Right under the toilet. Bing, boom. Right up. Bing. Like a rocket ship, except in the wrong direction. I'd fly over, drop them right on top. You know, just bing. They want me to use the pump. Because the other one, which I really like better than going bing, bing, bing. It's like puppets. Bing, 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 bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. The bing, bing, bang, bang, boom. I was imitating puppets, and I said, maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. Bye, bing. Bing, that's the end of that. You know, it's the only thing you can say. But back to uh, Kara Swisher, Sarah. I definitely read her articles and research her her writings. Remember, like I said, she's a credentialed journalist. Uh, journalist. Journalists report news. Credentials and character matter. At least they do to me. When I'm reading shit, I've learned from Kara and, and real journalists like her. And I think I've mentioned this in the past, but like a Kara Swisher or a Rachel Maddow or a Dan Rather, people reporting news prior to Trump and his fake news shit, people from the past who my grandmother or my mother trusted for their news, I, we should turn our backs on them. Because Trump and them say so? No, I, th- I think I'll pass. I think I'll pass, Miss Sarah. And quick sidebar to that. Why do people call Rachel Maddow Roswell Rachel? What's that even mean? Send me your, uh, your questions and comments at info at eastwestgrind.com. 
for listening, Sarah, for listening to the show. We're en route, taking on the grand poobah of talk radio. Fearlessly, honestly, and with the intent on exposing these right-wing conspiracy theorists to the very people that they've been bamboozling my people the working stiff you want to talk about loyalty which one of you truck drivers or bikers or cops run into Rush or Sean Hannity Carlson Bannon Bongino I guarantee it's none of us. We don't have country club memberships. We can barely afford gym memberships. Fuck these guys. Thanks for the email, Sarah. And thanks for listening. Do us a favor here at the East West Grind. If you're staying with the grind and you believe in us, pass us to your people and the ones you love and trust. Be well, my friend. All right, guys, that topic is going to lead me into a. Uh, Alan from Las Vegas. Alan, what's up, man? But Alan says, hey, East West, do you think President Trump is in the mob? No, sir, Alan. No, sir, I do not. Not for one minute do I believe President Trump is in the Italian mob. Do I believe President Trump is connected to the Italian mob or has done business with the mob? Hell yes. Most who know his history know it. The motherfucker's 74 in construction, New York City, the 70s. Hello. And what do you mean by the word uh, reach? Well, reach, if we don't know Donald Trump himself, we have ways to reach him. And it's just a, it's just a term I'm using. Otherwise, we would use Jimmy Roselli or Jimmy Roselli's brother-in-law or uh, Bobby Sasso, who controls uh, uh, 282 uh, Union in uh, uh, New York. And uh, Donald Trump obviously does a lot of construction. And if Bobby Sasso, the president of 282, the Teamsters, who is with our family, would reach uh, Donald Trump and tell him that uh, we were interested in a meeting with him. When I say we, I don't mean me or, uh, or John Gotti. Uh, I don't know if Trump would meet us, uh, but it would open the door for a meeting with Snipes' manager or Damiani's manager or whoever we put in front of this thing to make it look uh, legitimate. After a while, myself and John Gotti and people like us would probably uh, take a back seat to somebody who's a little bit cleaner. That was uh, 1992, Sammy the Bull Gravano. 
But at the very top of the mob, Alan, the Italian mob, the maid guys, they're not dumb. They don't challenge the U.S. government if they don't have to. They ride the limits within the system, like a skateboard on a curb. They stay under the radar, and if they don't and get caught, well, they take their lumps. The old-school mobsters, they take the heat. The bosses. If you're watching a movie or a mob, you know, something written, or with a guy like this. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe this guy with his capped teeth, his hair products, and his fake tan? I mean, you're actually looking good, bro. (laughs) Whitney, what's your deal? You look like the chicks I used to bang before I had all this money. (laughs) Do it, baby, do it. You're a chick, right? Okay, On the Jersey Show, we call ugly chicks grenades. But uh, I actually wouldn't call you a grenade because you're not blowing up anytime soon. (laughs) Hey, uh... (laughs) Hey, Jeff Ross, what's up, man? What's up, buddy? Jeff, me and you have a lot in common, buddy. What's that? We're both from Jersey, and tonight's my first night doing comedy. (laughs) Well, it's also your last night, just so you know. (laughs) If this is what people or anybody thinks real mobsters act like or tolerate, that was the situation, you're getting zero in terms of authenticity. Because these two guys in the the video or in the audio, they ain't it. They ain't real. They ain't real mobsters. Imagine the situation talking to a John Gotti like that. He gets bitch slapped. Palms out, motherfucker. Just like, boom. You don't talk to guys like that like that. And he is fucking sitting on Comedy Central. The video is from Comedy Central. It's a full hour plus roast of Donald John Trump, who would soon become the 45th president of the United States. And if these guys or guys like, you know, the situation, or like a Joey Saldino, Joey Salads is his YouTube name. But if this is your visual image of a mobster or a connected guy, I'm talking to the younger generations who idolize these clowns, and you happen to be getting your political news from guys like these, and I know you 20-somethings, I know you guys do, not all, But they got millions of social media followers. So people are listening to them. And I guarantee it is not the Gen X generation following these guys. These guys are dumb. No respectful anything, fool. Nothing. But Joey Saldino, on his podcast the other day, told listeners of this grand plan that maybe Nancy Pelosi was concocting to take over the presidency as Speaker of the House. 
Does Pelosi have a secret plan to become president? An LA coronavirus super spreader task force arrests 90 people on New Year's Eve, and Joe Biden's inauguration parade may have been canceled. We're gonna get into all this and more, but before we get into this, please don't forget to like, subscribe, turn the notifications on every single day. Also, there'll be random ads playing throughout this content that help fund and support the show. Now, let's get into this. Reports are saying that the Biden inauguration parade has been canceled. Either they're worried no one will show up or that Trump will win this. Both are very possible. Listen to this guy. Another one pushing that there's still a chance for Trump. Why are you guys lying to people, your listeners? Why? Hey, Joey. Joey Salads. You're like 27 with zero political experience. Your claim to fame is pissing in your own mouth. Let me repeat that for my listeners. Your claim to fame is pissing in your own mouth. Who the fuck raised you, kid? People really want you to talk about the pee in the mouth incident. The early days. (laughs) They want to talk about the pee in the mouth incident. They really don't know the full story of the incident. Yeah, I thought everyone knew it, but I guess maybe not. Well, people still post it on my Facebook page. They'll post it in the comments. (laughs) Has your grandma seen that one? I hope not. (laughs) Well, that's fucking awesome because you're you're pushing this content with 120 million views and the top comment every time has got to be you pissing in your mouth. (laughs) Not every time, but like sometimes I'll scroll through and I'll see it. That's fucking great. Do you delete it? You block it? My ban list on Facebook is incredible. I'm sure <laughs> it is, dude. I'm sure. Um, I'm like, I'm not bringing this hate here. I'm keeping, I'm keeping it out. No, yeah, I, yeah. So for those who are not initiated, Joey famously – there was a clip that surfaced of Joey pissing in his mouth and then a bunch of his friends, like, yeah. they were all having a when giggle, fir- having a laugh. When it first came out, the story was so misconstrued. Keemstar fucks up every single news story. I think it was him at first saying well, it. He was saying like a, like a cell phone footage emerged of me pissing in my mouth. Mm-hmm. No context added. No reasoning why. Mm-hmm. Took it at face value. But after you look into the story, we were filming a really shitty low-budget jackass movie mm-hmm. that we thought was going to do good. Well, th- Twins TV thought was going to do good. Yeah. Uh, a video of a guy pissing in his own mouth can totally be misconstrued without context. You're perfect for the Trump show. But Joey, what do you think you know about Nancy Pelosi, politics, and reporting news? I'll wait. Exactly, crickets. Now back to the mobsters. If you're thinking, oh, how do you know? What do you, what do you think you know about the mob? Here's what I know about the mob. In the 60s and 70s, The mob ran Nevada and all the casinos, you know, before big corporate got in there. That is history. That is fact. But Vegas and Reno, you know, here on the on the West Coast. But Reno used to look like the Vegas Strip when I was a kid in the 70s. But here's how I know what I know. In the 70s and up until her death, my grandmother could and did call up any casino and hotel in Nevada and have a suite, several racks, meals, boom, ready when she pulled into town. Endless video game tokens, which were gold, you know. I mean, back then you could leave your kid in an arcade and not worry. That was fun. Something went wrong over the past 40 years. Socially, economically, mental 
health issues skyrocketing? What is it? Is it processed foods? I don't know. That's right around the time TV dinners became popular. Frozen foods. I don't know. But something went wrong. Anyways. I know what I know. And I know what I don't know. And here's what I know. Joey Saldino. Joey Salads. Situation. These guys... They pay full price at any hotel casino they go to. All day, every day. They ain't shit. But a joke. Shotgun shine, shake my body. Bone in the red Anyways, back to Alan from Vegas. Alan, there's a great Martin Scorsese documentary called Lessons in Filmmaking. I'll put it in the notes. But Martin Scorsese grew up in Little Italy in the 40s, around the mob. His movies about the mob are his authentic experiences from what he saw. Goodfellas, Casino, Gangs of New York, The Irishman, Sidebar. And this will lead into, not a lead into, but it's, you know, it's going to connect a bit from what we just talked about. But what boss from any of those movies that we've all seen, but what boss in those movies had like three baby mamas, pranced around as a tough guy for the, for the cameras? Which boss? If the books open up and Paul Manafort's in that club... He may be on deck for a promotion, some sort of, but John Gotti was one of the, you know, he was the only showboat, respectfully, that comes to my mind, and shit didn't go right for him on um, at the very end there for skating off the sidewalk. But the very high ups, Alan, these guys, aren't, they're not seeking fame. They don't need to be on TV. They are who they are. You think Tony Soprano wanted to do business directly with Vladimir Putin? No fucking way, man. His crew wasn't there. They run the worlds within the worlds or businesses that they live in and operate in. Trump brought a crew of drug addicts and thieves to take down the most powerful government in the world and to deal with some with some of the most dangerous dictators of the world on a handshake and by writing on a napkin, okay, we're going to do this. Let that sink in for a second. And I'm willing to bet that the real legitimate mobsters, past and present, are fucking pissed off that so many in the media and on social, and on social media compare this bankrupt-ass broke back mountain much of reality TV trash to any of their legitimate family values, business practices, or ethical standards for the world that they live in. It's a selective group, and they have standards. Even though it's shade, 
they fucking have standards. They don't knock up their gumars and leave their wives. That's not their thing. And neither is Donald Trump. He's trying real hard uh, to convince people, you know, that, that he's one of them. But he's just acting like them. He's an actor. But I'll bet they're all, you know, those, those old G's are pretty, you know, pissed off at the comparison. Because he ain't a mobster. He's Al. Got muscles on the street. A couple of guys I owe them. So that's what I did. I gave them money. That's what I did. Yeah. You call yourself a man? You know you're a lying, low-life, motherfucking, gambling, degenerate prick. You know that's what you are? Two small kids at home. I gave you money to pay the fucking rent and buy groceries. Put the heat on. You know your wife called Frankie and told her the fucking heat's off? Huh? And you didn't gamble that fucking money. You stand here and tell me that? No, no, you didn't? Don't fuck with me, Al. Don't make a fuck out of me. You want to embarrass me? Make a fool out of me? You didn't gamble? Tell me you gambled the fucking money. I'll give you the fucking money to put the fucking heat on. Did you gamble? Huh? Fucking degenerate, you. Fucking kids at home. Here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, thanks. Let me find out you fucked up. I'll leave you wherever I find you. How many? And as of the recording of this episode 10 of the East West Grind podcast, thanks again, Alan, for the email. But it looks like Georgia has spoken after President Trump went down there to host a rally and tell the residents of Georgia that their state was filled with corruption. And he, President Trump, thought Georgians would stand with him like, hell yeah, my state sucks. Your crazy has exposed itself, sir, and it's too crazy for the majority. Thank you for playing. You're out of players. Stacey Abrams and all you beautiful Georgia peaches out there in Georgia. Congratulations, Osof, Reverend Warnock, congratulations, you guys, and the band of demons are all the yes-men falling in line behind this scam. down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sawing on a fiddle and playing it hot and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul because I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet you're going to regret because I'm the best as ever been. Johnny, rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard, because hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold, but if you lose, the devil gets your soul. Opened up his case and he said, I'll start this show. And fire flew from his fingertips as he rosined up his bow. And he pulled the bow across the strings and it made an evil hiss. And then a band of demons joined in and it sounded something like this. 
when the devil finished, Johnny said, Well, you're pretty good, old son, but sit down in that chair right there and let me show you how it's done. Fire on the mountain, run, boys, run. The devil's in the house of the rising sun. Chicken in the bread pan, picking out dough. Granny, does your dog bite? No child, no. devil bowed his head because he knew that he'd been beat And he laid that golden fiddle on the ground at Johnny's feet Johnny said, devil, just come on back if you ever want to try again I done told you once, you son of a bitch, I'm the best as ever been He played fire on the mountain, run, boys, run Devil's in the house of the rising sun The chicken in the bread pan, picking out dough Granny, we don't fight, no child, no What's this mean, a senator-elect Ossoff and Warnock? What's this mean? This means the Democrats now have control of the House. The Senate is split, 50 Dems and 50 Republicans. What's that mean if there's a tie on a, on a law or a bill that has to pass? That means someone needs to come in to break the tie. Who is that person? That's going to be Vice President uh, Kamala Harris now to come in and break the tie. And let's be clear. This is the Gen X generation that came out and said, no way, Trump and all you old set-in-your-ways leaders, your way ain't happening right now. It ain't happening anymore, finally. And our kids' generation and, and our grandkids' generation, they don't want to live and struggle under a dick like you guys anymore. So before we roll into the next segment, let me play this clip as to what my generation, Gen Xers, my people, just accomplished for the country and the world. Enjoy the next six minutes, my friend. Fast forward if you must, but there's a message here, and I hope you can catch it. Enjoy.
a little twisted sister for you. Is Dee Snyder taking over the country? No. That song came out when I was a teenager. I didn't really understand it at the time, but as I've gotten older, the songs from the 70s and 80s, the writers, they tell, they're telling a story. I have no idea the message today's music is trying to convey to its target audience. It all just doesn't make sense to me. Anyways, the message I got from a song like that is kids want to live their own life. They want to chase their own dreams. They want to be themselves. They don't want to follow in their parents' footsteps anymore. It doesn't pay the bills anymore, respectfully. Technology has taken over, so you got to not only be good with your hands and moving quick, you got to be, you got to, you got to have something up here, man. And uh, that's what the message said to me, like, be yourselves. But if you watch the, watch the video and the mom, she's quietly and with a big smile on her face, helping her husband after each time he gets his ass kicked. But, uh, but you can tell she's with her kids. Now back to uh, Kamala Harris being the tiebreaker. Congratulations to the cannabis industry. You will now become federally legal. Side note, if you are an investor in the cannabis industry and are looking to align with a solid regulatory and compliance-based cannabis company in California or any other state, but you want to align with a company that wants to do the right thing by the medication, by the state and federal uh, requirements to operate in legal business, DM me. We'll talk. And if you're a small grower or need help setting up uh, a legal cannabis business operations, I need a little bit of help. If it's a small job or, you know, just some questions about compliances, give me a call. I'll help you out for free. And don't have your lawyer on site pretending to be an operations leader. They read the law all day. What's a lawyer know about day-to-day operations? Nada. Believe that. They just keep your ass out of court. The practices that keep you out of court are the day-to-day operations. Now let's circle back to the Senate. What does this mean for the Senate? Because, you know, those two Democrats just won, those two Democratic senators, 50-50 in the Senate now, and Kamala Harris is a tiebreaker. So what does that mean in the Senate? What that means is, is that Mitch McConnell is out and Chuck Schumer takes over as majority leader in the House. Mitch is now the minority. It also means that shit will get done now. McConnell has had bills on his desk to help out working class, the working class and the poor since Obama, probably before. Why have poor people voted for him for so many years? I don't get it. And sidebar, and as we, you know, get new leadership in our government and they start to get a hold of this virus and steer the vaccine distribution, I nominate Stacey Abrams for that job of getting that shit in line. But as they get a hold of shit and, you know, we start to emerge back into society as we get control and we start going out to eat at restaurants and hotels, you know, retail operations open back up fully. As a retired 30-year veteran of the service industry, mostly retired from that industry, like I said, let me say to the general public all over the world, and who listen to the East-West grind, not all of us. Some need this shellacking, some don't. Some do. I'm talking to you. And if you're a part of the some-do group, as I said, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, I am talking to you. 
But don't go into a restaurant or hotel or a retail operation and treat people like shit. And I know everyone in those industries, except for the, you know, the fucking CEOs, those motherfuckers are, are like, nah, 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 you ain't uh, down there in operations eating shit, Mr. CEO. You sit in an office and write. The customer is always right. Equals employees and managers eat shit from assholes. So fuck you guys, but pay attention. Dan Cathy and, you know, Doug McMillan of, of the industries, of the service industry. The price is wrong, bitch. The customer isn't always right, bitch. For every 100 customers that patronize a business, there is one motherfucker that comes in and treats that server, that bartender, that busser, or that cashier like a piece of shit. You think that ain't happening? All you CEOs? When shit opens up, take your lazy ass down into operations and sit, or work in your operations. You'll see exactly what we're talking about. But if you, as CEOs and as business leaders, want to reduce your turnover rate, turnover is costly, uh, we all know that, but if you want to start making your employees happy and retain them, happy employees stay, start by having their backs. Empower your leaders to tell that one motherfucker in a hundred or so that comes in and yells at or calls your team or other, or anybody for that matter, but says, hey, shut up, bitch, uh, ring up my, my shit. It's all over the internet. These are real life experiences that retail and restaurant workers are having to deal with. But empower your people to tell folks like this to get out. Set a fucking standard that, hey, what did you just say to my bartender or my server? What did you just say? Oh, is that right? You're going to have to leave and never come back. We don't want your money. Go beat up on someone else to feel better about yourself. Not these people. When it's warranted, of course. And at times it is warranted. Because let me tell you, if you have a crowd of people in a restaurant or a retail place, Walmart, Trader Joe's, and that one motherfucker is making a spectacle of themselves and talking shit to your people working... And they get away with it. Like, oh, I'm so sorry, sir, uh, that you didn't like your meal. Yet you ate three-fourths of that meal. But let me comp it. Let me comp that meal. And here's a coupon for the next time you come in. One, fuck that shit. What's wrong with your palate, customer, or your taste buds? People know in the first bite or the second bite if something's good or not. They don't continue eating it if it's not good. You just want a free meal. That's all. Just say it. You'll get comp. Just say, ah, uh, whatever. They'll comp it. But when people know they can get away with it, if they do it or they see people doing it and it's acceptable behavior, they'll continue to do it every fucking time. And you know who those guys usually are? Those one in a hundred motherfuckers, they're the six foot two middle-aged assholes who drive up in a vintage Mercedes or Corvette that they can barely get in and out of because they're so fucking tall. They think their shit don't stink. They think all the 20-somethings, all the young girls are staring at them. 
No fool, they're watching you struggle to get in and out of your car. Know the difference, narcissistic motherfucker. But CEOs, empower your people to handle these guys. How do you handle them? That's a great question. Look them square in the eye. Point at them. Point at the ground. Then point at the door. Kick rocks. Bye. Those guys and everyone around will know. Thank you for patronizing our establishment. And those who want respect, give respect. No respect, no service. Bye, bitch. Set a standard and a precedent. Otherwise, everyone's going to do it. And while I'm in this vein, and as we open up and begin to use public transportation again, collectively, from one generation to the next few under me, get up. If you're on BART or a bus and you are sitting down while an older person is standing, get up. Who fucking raised you? When I was barting to work in San Francisco less than a couple years ago, I'd be on BART at like 8 a.m. And by the time I reached the city, it was like sardines, all those, you know, in those little capsules and, you know, just everybody getting to the city for work. But I can't tell you how many shins I had to slightly tap with my foot. Because, you know, I didn't want to make people cry, had to be soft. That's the right thing to do anyway, but you know what I mean. But how many times did I had to say, did I have to say to a Gen Y or a Gen Z person, hey, get up. They'd be like, oh, you want to sit down? I'm like, no, fool. You see this lady with a walker right next to me in your peripheral? Look up, motherfucker. If you are oblivious in public to the generations around you and have no consideration for the older people in the room or in your surrounding, that tells me what goes on at home. And I will judge you. And I will give you the stank eye. We all should show some manners, young people. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. All right, guys, here we are. The asshole of the week. Who's our asshole? Jim Jordan. Come on down. Jim Jordan is a congressman from District 4 in Iowa. He's a lawyer. Jim Jordan is also a former assistant wrestling coach at Ohio State. In 2005, one of the former students of Ohio State wrestling team committed suicide as he'd lived with uh, being molested by the wrestling team's physician for many years. In total, I, th- I think it's like 10 former wrestlers from that school, from that college, told authorities that they told Jim Jordan what this physician was doing to them at the time. And Coach Jordan, who's now a congressman, told him to shut up about it, keep quiet. Yesterday, President Trump awarded Congressman Jim Jordan with the Medal of Freedom. 
See the type of guys that Trump awards? Why? Fuck you both. You're both assholes. Vegetables to chop for dinner. Have a great week, friends, family, new listeners. Let's go out with some Los Lonely Boys. Great memories. Let's give a heartfelt shout out to the East-West Grind's very own Sweet Potatoes who is in the hustle and the grind and who is a G from his youth still is keep on trucking Vince stay safe sir alright guys Thanks for another great and memorable week. Thanks for listening. Send your emails and comments to us over at info at eastwestgrind.com. Follow us on social media. Like and share if you're feeling us. And as always, thanks for listening, guys. I got your back. Peace. Estás en la piscina luz